0: Giving. We. Ha, ha, ha. It's giving what? We. Ha, 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 ha. Hello and welcome back to Super Hell, aka the Mystery Podcast, a show where two recovering Supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch. So no one, I cannot stress this enough, no one else ever has to watch Supernatural again. My name is Ollie i use any pronouns and you can find me on social media at ollie fresh that's fresh with a ph
1: and my name is claudia uh with a k my pronouns are she her and you can find me on social media at kaludia says k-a-l-u-d-i-a says
0: my gosh
1: is that that local celebrity claudia kaludia says (laughs) i love that um so much like last week this week we are very sad to inform you that we are going mm-hmm. to bring you two episodes that are happen to actually be quite good
0: and i would so <laughs> i would also argue that they are better than the two left la- from last week like yeah these like... two not only here's the other thing too not only are they just good episodes they're also like fundamental
1: yeah like yeah too supernatural
0: um, like the, the, these set up two really big things that happen a lot at least yeah. in the next
1: like three or four seasons well and the first one that i'm gonna talk about is one that like very much deals with a thing we've talked about before of like maybe the humans were the real monsters so true um and then the second one is like some major major important lore shit that like all, and that episode was so memorable to me that when the opening mm-hmm. started i was like oh no oh, are we exactly." there I was like, shit, okay. No,
0: sometimes I do forget how like some things get introduced really early on. Like, yeah. I forget, especially in, like the beginning of season two, there's a lot of stuff that I've been like, oh yeah, I forgot that that was a thing. But this next episode is so, not this first one, but the next one is so yeah. iconic that it's like, the because it, it, the opening scene is so much different than anything else in the show. And we will talk about it. But for now, let's get yeah. back to our roots.
1: Yeah. So, um, this is season two, episode seven: the usual suspects. Um, so. As we said last week, we are on a little East Coast tour. um <laughs> uh, Which they don't Let's go want to the East go. Coast a lot. They're usually like in the Midwest or something. I guess this was when they were really trying to be like, yeah, they go all over America before they were like, yeah, fuck it, we're just in the woods in Vancouver, fuck them. Sam um, and Dean are
0: stuck in traffic on I ninety no, five, so they were like, we can't keep doing this. We're just never going back to the East Coast
1: again. Sam and Dean are stuck on the per. Pur- <laughs> they're stuck on what <laughs> in the purgatory that is the Capital Beltway. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) they're like help
0: Cass. you need to come get us off 495 immediately (laughs) (laughs) gw parkway gw parkway is a mess (laughs) (laughs) that's some that's some very local humor if you guys aren't from the dmv i'm really sorry this is a very dmv
1: centric podcast Um, yeah this this post was made by the dmv gang (laughs) (laughs) um so basically that's because this episode occurs in baltimore which again like i said last week there aren't a lot of city episodes of this show last time was philadelphia this time is baltimore so and i must also say
0: as someone who has been to baltimore very many times in my life immediately you could tell that it was not actually baltimore
1: like yeah immediately 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 you can tell um much like on with philadelphia i was like that is okay so it opens, we are in Baltimore, and uh, we see a cop. He's walking through a police station. He's talking on a cell phone. He gets to a fax machine. And shout out to 2006, because there's a lot with fax machines in this episode. Um, it's printing off a fax. He takes it out, and he looks at it, and then he's like, I need to call you back. Um, I will also say this episode is actually quite interesting in that they were like, like we're going to stray from being a supernatural procedural to give it more of like a criminal minds kind of feel, um, which is kind of fun because you're like, oh, what would it be like if they tried to catch Sam and Dean um, like they were actual real criminals? Um, Because as we've talked about in previous episodes, they are usually they have they have been wanted multiple times, even though Dean has faked his death uh, several times or once at this point, not several times. Um, Don't worry, he will, though he will um, but yeah so it's uh it's very interesting um, it's a very interesting framing device that they use that I may not come across in all of the plot that I'm giving you um, so he hangs up the phone he's like something very urgent um, and then elsewhere there's this team of cops they're making their way into uh, like a motel room with a gun and it's like a SWAT team um, and it's basically panning back and. Forth between these two things and um, there's this one cop his name is Pete and um, he's talking to someone across the table like in an interrogation room and he's like at first I thought you were just stepping up your game uh, and he's like credit card fraud breaking and entering uh, this one puzzled me Um, grave desecration and he's like but still these are a long way from murder like I don't understand and if you've been watching Supernatural this whole time you're like Hmm, that sounds familiar. Um, hmm. it's, <laughs> who could that be? So then it switches back to the motel, the SWAT team, they pause outside of this room, and then it goes back to Pete, and he's like, you're suspected of torturing and murdering a young woman. However, no one could prove anything, of course, because supposedly you died there. Um, this is a reference to uh the episode with the shapeshifter um where it looked like dean was murdering people but it was a shapeshifter um we go back to the motel the the SWAT team breaks into the room and there's this lead cop her name is diana she like runs in with a gun with the SWAT team and it switches back to the police station and pete's like but i gotta tell you something you look pretty healthy to me I'm like okay we we get it um so now and he goes, so now we know Karen Giles wasn't the first person that you murdered. Karen Giles is one of the people who has been murdered in this episode. Um, it switches back to the motel. This Yo, woman. spoiler. Sorry. It switches back to this woman, uh, Diana, who's the other cop. Um, she continues inside with the SWAT team. She lowers her gun. She's looking at somebody in the room and she's like, going somewhere, Sam. It's giving very much lawn order instead of your traditional supernatural opening um and sam is just looking back at her like deer in the headlights <laughs> it's very funny and he, and he looked back and he's like he's got his like hands in the air it's also very funny because he is like almost seven feet tall um and he's like who something i also
0: want to say is that uh diana this cop this female cop she's a girl girl cop hashtag girl cop Um, is played by Linda Blair from The Exorcist, so that's just a fun fact, and they do reference it later, but I remember when she, like, the first scene where
1: she shows up to arrest Sam, I'm like, oh my god, hey! Yeah, hey, you, hey, yeah, girl. Like, this is another instance of like randomly famous, really famous people being in Supernatural. Uh, remember with Sterling K. Brown, it's just like randomly in it, yeah. I'm like, it's like, but, but at least for him, that was like before he really popped off, yeah. For her, like I'm like, girl,
0: you were already famous,
1: yeah. And it's funny because Sam and Dean they reference the exorcist all the time, so it's just like, okay, so canonically, how does that okay? Uh, it's like it's the a M- fun little moment. It's like the MCU, whatever like Spider-Man like talks about Star Wars, and I'm like, but you're friends with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like the idea
0: of that just like he's just like, wow, she looks a lot like that. She just looks a lot like the person from The Exorcist. No, because Dean Dean Winchester watching This Is Us and being like, hey. That guy looks a lot like um what? Oh, Dean my Winchester God. watching This Is Us is so Yeah. He's he is like I don't understand. I, I'm not crying. I'm not crying.
1: <laughs> He's Shut like, up, Sam. I'm not I crying. Don't have daddy issues. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, as you can tell, we're getting a very law and order, um, vibe here. We're getting very criminal minds a vibe here um and Pete back at the police station is like I guarantee it but I guarantee it she's the last like she's the last person that you're gonna kill and he walks away and it pans to Dean who turns to look at him and Dean's like he has this look on his face like sure Jan and he's giving like the blue steel to the camera it's like Dean is like the shit-eating grin basically and you're like what the fuck is happening um (laughs) it is it is very, it is very wild. is Is this where then they're like supernatural? Um, I feel like it is. Um, I do believe this is where the splash
0: title comes. Yes, off, which is, is very our, exciting. Always my favorite part of the episode is when yeah. it shows the title. So I'm always like, oh my god, I forgot what show I was watching. It's supernatural.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's so. That's our cold open. It is not someone random being murdered. Um, so we come back and we are, Sam is being interrogated in an interview room. Um, he gets up. Uh, Diana the other cop she walks in she's holding a cup of coffee um and uh she's like thought you might be thirsty and Sam's like okay so you're the good cop or the bad cop and of course me I'm like so as you know you're never supposed to touch or drink the things that the cops bring you because then they could bring DNA but also Samuel you should not be speaking you are a pre-law student who supposedly (laughs) scored very high on your LSAT you should know you should shut the fuck up until a lawyer gets there no literally silent
0: also the fact that there is a part where diana is like didn't you do i know everything about you because you're pre-law and i'm like sam you are flopping so hard it's insane because like no that was i was like stop talking sam just stop just please i'm begging you to just be quiet
1: yeah so this whole episode's framing device um of like Sam telling the cop about like what's happening um is predicated on the fact that he's an idiot who talks to the cops before having a lawyer um it, it, i don't know is it is it his white privilege it is is it him being an idiot who knows um this episode Those is two also are not
0: mutually exclusive
1: that's true this episode is also predicated a lot on uh the patented th- uh Winchester White Privilege uh that really makes this show go because they are Baltimore cops. Um so do with that what you will. Um so we're starting and he's like so you're the good cop, where's the bad cop? And she's like, "Oh, he's with your brother." Um she's referring to Pete, the other cop that is basically her her partner. Um and he's like okay like you're holding us why and again this whole time i'm like sam sam shut the fuck up um and she's like so he's being held on suspicion of murder and you will see like she's clearly trying to get him to crack and um sam sam he's he's the both the two of them they're acting in this one because sam he like leans forward and he's like he looks really shocked and he's like murder And she's like well you sound genuinely surprised or are you that good of an actor and you're like damn okay this is crazy um and he's like well who is he supposed to have murdered and she's like we'll get to that um and he's like well you can't hold me here without any formal charges and she's like we can for 48 hours but you being a pre-law student would know that (laughs) and i'm just like damn okay sam you are flapping
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, Sam is away from school for like no, because I will say as someone who's done quite a bit of college, um, when you go away for a break, when you come back, you feel like the dumbest person alive, like you don't know anything. You will if you don't actively study, you will forget. So I do like the idea of Sam being like, he's like, yeah, I can take a gap year to go hunt demons and save my dad or whatever, and then comes back and is like, oh the first amendment is something that's written down somewhere i don't remember what it says he forgot his miranda rights no literally that's how i to be fair that's how i feel coming back from like summer break so i can't imagine how as long
1: as sam has been gone how he's feeling but, like all he had to do is watch a crime procedural to know shut the fuck up and don't speak without a cop he doesn't need school for that um yeah. so they're tra- they're they're trading they're trading jobs back and forth basically and she's like I know all about you she opens this folder she reads off all this stuff about Sam she's like you were a great ace. like your mom died when you were this old you were uh, like even though you moved around a lot like you were a really good student you got a full ride at Stanford like you did really well and then your girlfriend died and you suddenly like dropped off the mat and you left law school and Sam's like well, yeah, it was really traumatic and I needed some time off. And so I took a road trip with my brother and she's like, "And how's that going?" And to me, it I don't know why, but it did make me laugh. <laughs> um, and he's like, "Great." <laughs> and just it's very funny it's considering i know what happens it's just it's very funny also, to me. the
0: two of them interacting i it kind of pains me that sam does not get to have these interactions with strong women more often yeah. like where like sam having like an adversarial like debate with a smart woman is he so does with rowena satisfying. a lot that is true but i think like especially early on though when it's like well better written well written yeah <laughs> sorry because like this i was
1: eating this up i was like this is so cunty yeah i was like sam go off um so he and sam's like fine he, oh sam has been standing through all of this again he's like six feet tall and so um so he finally sits down and um he he He's like yeah, it's been going really great. I saw the second largest ball of twine in the continent of the US. It was awesome. I'm like Sam you're laying it on a little thick here and <laughs> Diana's like we ran Dean's fingerprints. We came up with all these hits all these possible hits and Sam's like possible hits. Which makes them worthless. Now he pulls out the pre. Now he pulls out the law student shit. Um, he just like, needed a couple minutes for his brain to warm up. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, he would have done better as a tech bro. Um, and she's like, "It makes you wonder what are you gonna find when I run your prints." And I'm like, "Okay, we get it. You're you're doing the routine." And he laughs and he's like, "You be sure to let me know, all right?" Like they're they're going back and forth and. He looks at the coffee and he's like, "May I?" and he picks it up. And then again, I'm screaming. I'm like, "Sam, no! That's a that's a tactic. Don't don't drink out of it. Don't touch it, you stupid ass." Um and she's like, "You know, you seem like a good kid." This is also where we are reminded that he is like what? 22. He
0: is 20 He's 23. He is younger than both of us now, <laughs>
1: which is very scary to me. It's I was like Oh, he's 22 <laughs> um and she's like you know it's not your fault Dean's your brother we can't pick our family and then of course I was reminded I was like and this is why gay people love this show <laughs> um, and also just a lot of shit that happens with that phrase later on I'm like damn okay um. She tells him that the detectives in St. Louis are looking at a corpse and trying to figure out how Dean faked his own death um, and then tortured all these young women. Um, That is, that, yeah. Um, For a second, I was like, oh, that's a reference to like the last episode in Philadelphia. And I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Um, That was one of their cases in St. Louis. I forgot that that one happened. Um, And she's like, Dean's a bad guy. And I was like, Aww, don't say that about him he already feels like a bad guy he's not a bad guy stop yeah i'm like um, the homophobia jumped
0: out why do yeah. you think he's a bad guy ignore the fact that you think he tortured a bunch of women but it's probably because he's gay that's yeah. probably why you're saying that right yeah not for any of the other things like the grave desecration or the yeah. <laughs> or whatever else
1: they said at the beginning it's got nothing to do with that i'm sure yeah. So, like, Sam, he's, Sam is finally shutting the fuck up at this point. Um, And she's like, his life is over, but yours doesn't have to be. And at that point, I did cry a little bit because I was like, oh, that's what happens. No, literally.
0: Again, I'm like, if any of this show was intentional, it would be
1: such good writing. I was like, oh, no, I'm a little upset. (laughs) Um, Because also, it does happen multiple times. Again, spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I'm not sorry at all this is a show you shouldn't watch um uh and sam looks at her and he's like so you want me to turn against my own brother um which is so funny because that happens later on (laughs) with like godly beings instead of cops um and she's like no actually we already caught him at the murder scene we already got his ass um you know we just need you to like fill in a few missing pieces and sam's like why would i do that And she's like, well, I can talk to the DA, I can make a deal for him, I can make a deal for you, you know, we can at least make sure that he doesn't get the chair, basically. Um,
0: Which is funny, because at this point, Marilyn did not have the death penalty, so. The way you looked it up. No, the way I knew. (laughs) I was like, no, she was like. There's another part later where Dean's lawyer is like, you know, you could be facing the death penalty. I'm like, bitch, what? And I'm like, I'm
1: I'm according to Maryland law, actually. And I'm like, hmm, okay, interesting, interesting. Clearly this was written by people in LA and filmed in Vancouver. Um, So true. (laughs) um, So she's like, Dean's as good as gone. Um, And he's like, my dad and Tony Giles, who um, is – the other person who was killed uh they were old friends and they were in the service together and we've known them since we were kids so we came here as soon as we heard about his death like I don't know what you're trying to prove um and it flashes back to a memory uh Sam's memory um which is kind of like the beginning of this case. So and he's walking towards like a table at a restaurant. Dean is sitting there with a newspaper. He hands him his coffee and he's like, "Okay, there's this guy named Anthony Giles. He's this Baltimore lawyer. He was working late at his office. Look at this. And he's like his throat was slit, but the room was clean. There was like nothing there. Um, And he's like, there's no DNA. There's no prints. There's nothing. And uh, the security cameras fail to capture the footage of the assailant. Um, so, like, either someone tapered with the tapes or it's an invisible killer. Um, and Dean's like, my favorite kind. And then, of course, they make a little X-Files joke. Um, <laughs> and he's like, what do you think, Scully? want to check it out? And Sam's like, I'm not Scully. Um, and he's like, no. And Dean's like, no, I'm Mulder. Uh, you're a redheaded woman. No, because the fact that they're fighting over who gets to be Mulder, guys. This is where, again, the sexism jumps out because they're like, I wouldn't want to be a woman. Yeah, despite the fact fact that, like, despite the fact that she is clearly the one that the superior one.
0: Sorry, X-Files stance. Sorry, Mulder stands out there.
1: Yeah. And I do fear that Dean is the Scully. Um, not because he is superior, just but like it just I just personality wise Um, this is one of those moments where you go and who was this show written for Um, it gets weird so the flashback ends we go back to the police station and um, Sam is like so it would have been pretty hard for Dean to kill Tony because we weren't in town at that time and Diana, the cop is like, okay, so what happened next um, and Sam's like, well that's when we went to go see Karen, who is the other person who was killed um she was like really sad and we just wanted to be there for her um Then we get to another flashback at this point it, we're basically going through like Sam telling the story and them showing what actually happened but then at this point you're like, Sam shut up, be quiet um so we're in another memory of Sam's um and uh we see Karen she's looking at insurance papers and she's like oh my god I totally forgot about the insurance she's crying Sam and Dean are sitting next to her they're wearing suits they are pretending to be insurance adjusters (laughs) um and I'm like okay you guys with your little stories um and he's like uh Sam's like, we're really sorry to bother you right now. It's a really sad time. The company has to do our own investigation. I hope you understand. You know, he's doing his, like, Sam, very understanding, like, thing. And uh, she's like, okay. And he, and he's like, just tell me anything you remember about the night your husband died. And um, she's like, well, Tony and I were supposed to have dinner. And then he called. He said he was having some computer trouble. He had to work late. And that was it. Um, and he's like. Do you have any idea like like who who could who could have done this to him? Um, and she's like, no. she's like, I-, I told the police like I have no idea. And, and Dean is Dean who does this all the time is like, did Tony mention anything unusual to you in the days before his death? And she's like, unusual and he's like, yeah like like strange. And, and, you know, like, weird, like, noises, visions, anything like that. And Sam's like, dude, what the fuck? And Dean's like, I'm trying. And I'm like, guys, you are not subtle. You're not. Um, It's so dark. They're not um- subtle, but <laughs> Dean does get results. Yeah, he does get results. I'll say that. Um, And she's, like, she's, like, kind of confused. And she's like, okay, well, he had this nightmare the day before that he died and he's like, and Sam's like, oh, can you tell us about it? And she's like, okay. And she's like, well, he woke up in the middle of the night. He said there was this woman standing at the foot of his bed. And then he blinked and she was gone. And it was just a nightmare. And Dean was like, well, did he say what she looked like? And she's like, why would that Why would that matter? And Dean's like, uh, our company is very thorough. <laughs> um, It's very funny. He is... He's ha- he's struggling. Um, and she was like, I don't know. He said she was pale and she had like dark red eyes. Um, so we flash back to the police station and Sam is back to telling the story. And he's like, I gave Karen a hug. I told her to call me if she needed anything. Um, that was it. End of story. And obviously the cop, she's still trying to do her whole thing. She's like, Sam, I'm trying to help you. Like, but she's getting agitated and she's like, but you have to be honest with me. We have an eyewitness. We saw someone. Someone saw two men who look like you guys breaking in to Tony Giles's office. Um, and he's like, yeah. So Sam is like, yeah, so. Karen called us later and she said there was some really sentimental stuff that she wanted us to get from Tony's office, but the police weren't letting her in like pictures of the two of them in Paris and like and stuff like that. Um, you know, it was obviously it was wrong of us to enter a crime scene, but like she gave us the key and we really just wanted to help her. Like Sam has this lie like down pat clearly. Um, we go back to the flashback and Sam and Dean, they are picking the lock uh, to get into Tony's office, the crime scene, to enter the room. Um, Sam shines a flashlight on this, like, patch of blood on the floor. And uh, Dean's like, okay, this is where they found the body. Um, he was like, the throat was slit so deep that part of the spinal cord was visible. Um, and Dean's like, what the hell? Like, is is a vengeful spirit. Is it? like and he's like okay i had to be really vengeful um and he's like yeah i mean he saw that woman at the end of his bed so dean picks up this piece of paper off of the desk and he looks at it and he gives it to sam and he's like sam like look at this it says dana schulps um over and over and over like typed and printed over and over um and sam's like is it a name like is it a play like what what is it and Dean starts looking around he's like oh it's everywhere and like there's another paper that says that um then Dean says all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy and I'm like who speaks like this who who speaks like this uh, who is writing his dialogue like sometimes it's funny and sometimes you're like no one talks like this in real life um
0: so yeah, this and, is it's again like every so often this show will have a moment where someone will say
1: something and i'm like okay now ex- now now explain quickly you're like huh so um the guy's desk is a glass table and sam notices some smudges so he shines a flashlight on it and he like breathes on it a little bit and it it fogs it up and then written on the table in the smudges is dana schulps and sam's like um okay so we've crossed over into weird and i'm like you work with ghosts every day. It's always weird. How is this the weirdest thing you've seen? I- I'm sorry. What? Um and Dean's like, "I don't know, maybe this Giles guy knew her or someone named that." And Sam's like, "I don't know, maybe that's the name of the the like pale woman that they saw." Um and Dean's like, "Okay, well, let's look around and find out and he starts like sifting through all the files that they have and he's like let's see what we can find um it's like hours later dean is like throwing papers around and he's looking and he's like there's no mention of like a dana shulps like there's there's nothing um and sam is sitting at the computer um and he's like type 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 i'm in oh also sam still has the um the wrist brace on which (laughs) which is from Jared Padalecki's, like, actual injury, which we talked about in last week's episode, um, that, like, he actually injured himself. And so, he, like, Sam has this injury in the show that, like, was never explained.
0: <laughs> it's very funny. I do like it being, like, Anakin getting his scar between episode yeah. two and episode three, where it's like, oh, there must be some, like, deep meaning. And then all of the fans are like, it's probably because he cut himself trying to shave or do something <laughs> stupid. Like, yeah. Sam was, like... i I think it'd be funny if it's like oh well sam hurt himself during this thing no sam hurt himself because he tripped on the curb and busted his ass that's my (laughs) headcanon
1: he just fell down the stairs like i don't know um they do get thrown against walls a lot in this show so like it's very plausible but yeah so he's like type type typing with his little wrist brace um at the computer and he's very like hacker voice i'm in in this scene (laughs) um it's very funny um and uh he's like okay so there's no mention of a dana Schultz like anywhere um he's like there's not a d schulps any kind of Shulps, like you know there's no dana Shulps ever lived or died in baltimore in the last like 50 years um and dean's like uh so what now and sam is like well i'm pretty close to cracking his password and i'm like wait if if you couldn't get in if you if you didn't have the password to get in how were you searching for things on the computer you know what no okay <laughs> i saw that
0: same thing and i thought i was crazy so i'm happy you brought it up
1: i'm like okay um i'm like and you didn't like do you have like code breaker like software or like or it's usually okay all right fine um sam is just typing random numbers and he's like
0: eventually he's like if you give me 30 more minutes i will enter every single possible combination of letter and number yeah he's like i'm in he's um, just a really fast typer <laughs>
1: yeah uh, even with his little his little you know wrist brace um and uh he's like all right give me like 30 minutes and dean's like okay well i've already looked through all of his personal files and uh dean's like i'm bored um and he's kind of being like a little asshole and he's kind of like being like uh, i'm bored uh. and then sam's like can you get your shit together and stop bothering me i need to do this and uh, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go talk to Karen again. I'm gonna find out if she knows anything about somebody named Dana Shultz. And Sam was like, great, bye. Um, and he says, keep going, Sparky. Again, no one speaks like this. You know what? That's the that's that's what Supernatural is about. Them saying words and catchphrases that no real human being would say. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, we go back to the police station, which is the current day. Uh Sam's like, yeah, Dean went back to Karen's place to check on her. She'd been pretty upset. Um, and the cops like, so why didn't you go with him? And he's like, I just went back to the motel because I was tired. How did you know I and he was like, How did you know I was there? Um, and she's like, Oh, well, I looked in the motel matchbook and uh that was on Dean when they arrested him. Um, and she's like, What's stuck? fooling around she was like you were with your brother the whole time you were in baltimore why did you separate because your brother left you to go murder karen um seems like he didn't kill anybody and she's like i heard the 911 call and karen was terrified and she said someone was in her house so then we flash back to karen is sitting on her couch she's watching tv um she sees someone like walk by in the hallway and she's like huh and she looks up. She sees someone standing in the window of her other room. She's like, holy shit. Um, starts screaming. Uh, Turns on the light and the person is gone. And she's like, oh my God. She gets up. She's like walking down the hallway. She's Also, like, we do see this person and it is definitely not either
0: of our homeboys. Yeah, no. It, it is, is definitely it, like it a is, woman.
1: Yeah, it is a blonde haired woman that we see for like a hot second um and she's like freaking out she's running through the house um she locks herself in her room upstairs she picks up the phone she calls 901 she's like um hi there's somebody in my house um I-, I don't know whatever and they're like okay like give us your address whatever and then she starts to and then the phone dies um and so all she was able to say was like I'm scared and there's someone in my house um the lights go out and then she must be like in her office or something because her printer or fax machine starts printing off something by itself. And she's like, uh, she goes over, she looks at it, and of course it says Dana Shulps, Dana Shulps, Dana Shulps, like over and over and over again. Um, and she goes in her closet and she's like, she turns around and there is this woman, this ghost with red eyes standing behind her and she screams. And this woman is like, fucked up and dead with like blonde hair and this huge like cut across her neck. Um outside Dean is knocking on her door and he's like calls her name and he's like she doesn't answer and he kind of like looks around he's like okay fine and he like he picks the lock and breaks into her house. I'm like Dean not your smartest move but okay. Uh, um also it,
0: Dean is literally never wearing gloves at any point when he's like I'm going to break into someone's I'm like dude if you had some freaking latex gloves in your back pocket everything would be it would be
1: so much easier for everyone you guys are around crime scenes avoiding cops pretending you're dead and like all the time around murders all the time why are you leaving your prints everywhere every time he touched something i was like stop the two of them between that and sam not shutting up in front of a cop i was like you guys are the dumbest people alive um you watch one procedural no Uh, because
0: you know what joe harvell would never make this mistake yeah joe harvell would never she would never no she would probably make another mistake but not this one (laughs) yeah
1: yeah also when they become friends with the with like jody later on i bet she makes fun of them she's like you guys are dumb um so he breaks in no gloves nothing um and uh he like he goes inside he looks around he tries to turn on the lights they're not working he's like goes upstairs he's like he's trying to find her and he sees her lying on the floor and he's like oh no and there's a pool of blood around her her throat is cut and he's like oh my god and he finds the paper that was printed that says dana schultz on it and he's like what the hell is this um and he crouches down next to her and he lifts up her her hand i'm like again stop touching in the murder scene stop you're so dumb and he lifts it up and he gets like blood on his hand i'm like dude you're the the dumbest man alive um and he he notices these like red barks on her wrist and of course then you hear like freeze and there's a voice behind him he turns around there's two cops they're pointing guns at him they're like stay on your knees they arrest him and he's like shit and He puts up his hands they handcuff him They hold the whole thing. So basically they have caught him with literal blood on his hands at the scene of the crime. So we cut back to the present. It is the police station. Dean is sitting behind a uh, two-way mirror. Um, He's handcuffed to a table and Pete the other cop is sitting inside Um, and Diana who was talking to Sam comes in and she's like you getting anywhere with him and uh he is like no just a lot of like wise ass remarks which is yeah that's dean for you um and he's like you you know what i'd rather wise ass remarks than being like, no you can't hold me and and giving like showing his whole ass like sam stupid ass i'm also like dean shut up wait for your lawyer dumbass um and she's like no sam's story matches dean's to the last detail and i'm like I john trained you boys well huh <laughs> um but also i'm like i'm wondering like when they were able to coordinate that story with each other um because there really wasn't a time they could they have. just knew they're yeah just, they're just slaying yeah they're brother to brother communication and he's like these guys are good i'll give them that um and she's like, you know, if we don't get Sam to flip, we don't really have anything. We just have circumstantial evidence. And sh- and they walk out into the hallway, and um, he's like, "We got Dean at the crime scene. There's blood on his hands. Juries have convicted for last. I was like, "Doom. Okay, Baltimore cop." Um, no, it and- really is th- this episode. I'm like, "You really
0: are giving Baltimore." Yeah, not 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 truly because no one said no one had any
1: like, no one said Washington or anything. Yeah, so you know, did but- like talk about eat bertha's muscles or anything (laughs) yeah they weren't like (laughs) (laughs) yeah Anyway, um, sorry yeah baltimore i'm so sorry to do this to you um so uh he he goes out in the hall i was like okay the commentary here um so (laughs) so and then she turns to him and she's like okay but where's like the murder weapon like what's the motive like you know there's like reasonable doubt and he's like Diana like do you have a reasonable doubt and um he like puts a hand up to her face they're like now they're like on the side of the hallway they're by like a vending machine he puts like a hand up to her face um and then another cop walks by and he like takes his hand down and he's like, we just keep leaning on these guys. One of them will tumble. And you're like, oh, my God. Okay. All right. We're doing the cop procedural now. Okay. Uh, and he's like, don't forget about St. Louis. I'm telling you, this Dean guy is our guy. Because they're like, okay, he was, he's been caught in other places. Like, it's got to be him. And uh, Diana's like, listen, I know that you knew Tony Giles. Um, he was a friend of yours. And he's like, yeah, he was a really good friend of mine. And she's like, I know you want to clean this mess up really quick. But like, you know, Tony was a lawyer. He knew a lot of criminal types. Maybe he just and he starts laughing and he's like criminal types. He was a defense lawyer. Like, yeah, that's his job. Of course, he knew criminal types. And she's like, OK, I'm just I'm going to go back to the brothers. Um, He's like, no, let him stew in their juices for a bit. It that was. was quite the choice of words um (laughs) and then uh he he like he looks around and then he kisses her and I'm like workplace sexual harassment no because it's clear that they like have a relationship but I'm also like now why are you kissing at work yeah I I I would be killing them myself um (laughs) and then so she leaves um we cut back to like dean's interview room he is sitting there and he's like he's whispering to himself and he's like dana shops dana shops dana shops what is that we cut to sam he has a piece of paper and he's writing dana shops on it and he's like i don't know i don't know what it is and then we cut to dean again and he's like uh okay wait what if it's not a name and then we cut to sam and sam's like what if it's an anagram so clearly they're on brother to brother communication they're not even speaking to each other and they're whatever this is to show how in sync they are um and sam starts to try to figure out the anagram and he's writing it out a bunch of different ways we go back to dean he's trying to figure and he's trying to figure out the anagram in his head um and then a, a man comes through the door and he's like mr winchester and the man's like um hi i'm your public defender and dean's like oh, thank God I'm saved. And I was like, Dean, don't be mean. Like, you know, you're the one who won't shut up before your lawyer gets here. And also, like, I bet there are better hunters who have, like, a whole plan set in place that they, like, have a lawyer on retainer for, like, if they run into issues with the law because they're pretending to be the law all the time. Like, these two are idiots and are never prepared for anything. I bet somebody like Bobby, like, has somebody like you know who is a lawyer who knows about monsters and stuff like that I'm like you two are dumb so like don't complain that you have to use a public defender I'm just saying um and he's like hey can I have a piece of paper and a pen um and he starts like writing down Dana Schultz in like different ways and the lawyer's like hey like we have to like talk about your case um and Dean's like he's not listening and he's like what are you doing and he's like I think it's an anagram. Um, and he's writing and he's writing and he's writing. And the lawyer's like, what's an anagram? Like, what? And Dean is like, an anagram. Same letters, different words. He pushes, like, the paper. And he's like, here, like, look at it. See if you recognize any of these words. Are they names? Are any of them, like, local places? And the lawyer is like, do you, like, realize how serious these, char- like, these charges are And like... Dean says I'm handcuffed to a table yeah I get it humor me (laughs) and I'm like Dean okay I admire the balls I guess um and the guy's like okay well this one other than like the extra letters that says Ashland Ashland and Dean starts uh he's like this is a local street it's not far away from here he's like let's get back to the case and Dean is like can I see my brother? And he's like, You could be facing the death penalty. Again. This is Once again, you know you're not. Yeah. Um, and Dean's like, Thank you for the law review, Matlock. <laughs> again, Dean, shut up. He's trying to help you. Um, but if you want to help me, I need you to I need to see my brother. I need you I need you to go see my brother. And he gives the piece of paper to the lawyer. We cut to um like in the in the like Main floor of like the police station. uh, Diana, one of the cops, is sitting at her computer. She starts, she's typing up the case report. She's like writing her notes. Um, And suddenly, um, the words Dana Schultz start appearing on her screen. And she's not typing them. And it appears over and over. And she's like, uh, she tries to like control, all, delete it. It doesn't work. Um, And then suddenly it's gone. Like it wasn't. And she's like, huh? And then it's gone. Um. We cut back to Sam and the lawyer is there. He has given Sam the note and he's looking at it and it says, Hilts, it's a street, Ashland, McQueen. And the lawyer's like, I hope that was meaningful, but can we like talk about your case, please? And Sam's like, sure thing, Matlock. <laughs> I they know. are. They really said. And just in case you forgot, they're brothers. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm in the lyrics like you two really are brothers, aren't you? They're like the sisters. <laughs> sisters. That's them. Um. That's a reference to the musical White Christmas. If anybody. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Um. <laughs> um. So Sam starts to like be like okay I'm going to talk about my case and then Diana comes in and she's like hey we need you to the lawyer with the other one Um, and then we get to Dean's interview room and there's a bunch of people they've set up a camera in front of Dean. Diana the other cop and uh, the lawyer walk in and uh, Pete the other cop is like counselor your boy has decided to confess. Uh, and the lawyer, it's like, hi, Dean. I, I really, I really advise against that. Please do not. Um, and Dean just—he doesn't say anything. And uh, Pete is talking directly to the camera. He's like, "State your name for the record." And Dean goes, "This is an iconic line that was used quite a lot on Tumblr. Um, this is an iconic Dean Winchester moment." <laughs> he looks right at the camera and he's like. My name is Dean Winchester. I'm an Aquarius. (laughs) I was like, hmm, that's something a gay person would say. (laughs) Um, I'm an Aquarius. I enjoy sunsets, long walks on the beach, and frisky women. (laughs) That sounds like a man who's trying really hard to sound like he's not gay. (laughs) He said, said, what do men say when they (laughs) want to attract a woman? (laughs) He's like, I like women. (laughs) Um... He says, I did not kill anyone, but I know who did or rather what did. Of course, I can't say for sure because our investigation was interrupted. But our working theory is that we're looking for some kind of vengeful spirit. And Diana, the cop, is like, excuse me? (laughs) And he's like, you know, Casper, the bloodthirsty ghost. (laughs) There's so many lines in this. You're like, oh, my God. Um and he's like Tony Giles saw it I'll bet you cash money Karen did too but see the interesting thing is that the word it leaves behind for some reason it's trying to tell us something but communicating across the veil isn't easy sometimes the spirits they get things jumbled he's like you remember red rum same concept it could be word fragments um other times it's an anagram and he pulls out the piece of paper and where he wrote Dana schulps in all the different ways and he's like, first we thought this was a name, Dana Schulz, And Diana's looking in shock at the paper. because She's like, oh my God, that just happened to me. Um, and but now we think it's a street, Ashland. Whatever is going on, I'm betting that it started there. And he he smiles. And the other cop, Pete, is like, you arrogant bastard. And he's like, Tony and Karen were good people. You're making a joke. <laughs> Dean's like. I'm not joking Ponch. Who speaks like this? <laughs> um, Pete the cop here is where we um see uh some overt police brutality against Dean Winchester. Um Pete literally g- gets up, uh walks around the table, and he's like, You murdered them in cold blood, just like that girl in St. Louis. Um and Dean's like, Oh yeah, that wasn't me. Uh that was a shapeshifter creature that only looked like me. Um, and Dean looks into the camera and he smiles and then Pete the cop yanks him out of the chair and shoves him up against a wall and I'm like you're doing this on camera. Okay. All right. Um, Diana the other cop yells at him and she's like that's enough um, and Dean's like well I mean you asked for the truth and um, Pete's like Pete leaves and he's like lock him back up. Um, we cut to Sam's interview room Diana and Pete, they go into the room and they find Sam is gone. <laughs> and they're like, um, where did he go? And they find that the window is open. Um, they're like, the fire escape is not even close to here. Like, how did this happen? Um, and like, weird that you'd have a window in an interview room, but okay. Um, and Diana looks at the paper and she's like, man, these two guys. And she's kind of laughing and they look at the note and it says hilton mcqueen what is that and she's like hilton steve mcqueen's character in the great escape so they were talking to each other in code and i'm like all right that's kind of yas an and awesome sleigh dean very, very well done um we cut to the bathroom in the police station diana walks in she tries to turn on the lights um but they are like flickering and she's like what's going on suddenly all of the water all the taps of the water turn on and start pouring hot water and fogging up all the mirrors and she turns around to see that someone is drawing the letters of dana schulps into the fog on the mirrors and she's like what and she wipes it away with her hand and then she sees the reflection of that woman uh behind her with her throat slit and she turns around and the woman like comes closer to her like walks up to her and she's making like these gargly creepy noises and she's trying to speak and she can't and there's like blood coming out of the cut on her on her neck and it's very whatever but she's like clearly trying to talk to her we cut to dean in his interview room and diana she goes into the room dean is sitting there and he's like rubbing in his, his eyes and he's like can we like make this quick like i'm i'm tired it's been a long day um your partner assaulted me um i was like yeah okay um and diana just goes i want to know more about that stuff you were talking about earlier <laughs> um <laughs> it's like this
0: girl what are you okay interesting um, I did just get I did just got hurt and very bad by your little buddy there. So
1: yeah. And Dean just goes time life mysteries of the unknown. Look it up (laughs) again. He's talking in so many references. It's like it's like he's like a walking toy. It's so weird. And so Diana's like, okay, so let's pretend that um, you're not crazy. What would one of those things be doing here? And and Dean's like a vengeful spirit. (laughs) um and she's like yeah and he's like well they're created by violent deaths and they come back for a reason usually a really bad one um and they take revenge on the people that hurt them and she's like these spirits they're capable of like killing people in real life um and she like starts to like lift up her hands start rubbing her neck anxiously and dean starts to like smile and then he stops and he's like where'd you get those and um She's like what do you mean and she pulls up her sleeves and there are these red marks on her wrists Just like the one that like Karen had on hers when she was dead Um, she's like, I don't know. It wasn't there before And he's like you've seen it. You've seen the spirit and she's like, how did you know? And he's like because Karen had the same bruises on her wrists I saw it and I'm willing to bet if you look at guys's autopsy photos, he has them too. It has to do with the spirit I, I don't I don't know what it is um and he's like I know you're going cra- you think you're going crazy but like let's skip that for a second and just like the last two people who saw this thing they died really soon after so and Diana's like you think I'm gonna die and he's like you need to go to Sam he'll help you and she's like you're giving your brother up like you're leading me to your brother and he's like okay just go to the first motel listed in the yellow pages Woo, 2006 is calling um look for Jim Rockford it's how we find each other when we're separated now you can arrest him if you want or you can let him save your life also what do you guys do late in later seasons when there's not really a yellow pages anymore
0: (laughs) modern times I don't know that's a great question
1: um So we cut to the motel room. Sam is like he's looking at some papers. hears a knock on the door. He opens it. He sees Diana. She's standing there. He looks at her wrists and he. he's like did those show up after you saw it. And she's like yeah. And he's she he's like okay you need to tell me exactly what you saw and she's like I I think I'm losing my mind she's like you're a fugitive I need to be arresting you and he's like cool you can arrest me later um after you live through this but right now like you know you have to tell me what happened um what did she look like so Diana tells like she's like this is exactly what she looked like um her throat was cut um she was trying to talk to me there was just like so much blood and Sam's like okay I've been researching every girl who's ever died or gone missing from Ashland Street and she's like how did you get all of this shit and there's all these like crime scene and booking photos on the table and he's like um you have your job and I have mine <laughs> uh, I'm like that's an interesting response Sam um (laughs) he's like girl what more do you need to know quickly he's like um she looks at the photos and she finds this one girl that she recognizes and she's like this is her I know it is and she gives him the picture it's this blonde girl it's like it's a like a booking photo and um does Claire Becker 28 years old disappeared eight or nine months ago she's like I don't even know her why would she come after me and he's like well before her death she was arrested twice for dealing heroin have you ever worked narcotics and she's like yeah like Pete and I my partner we did before we worked homicide and he's like did you ever bust her and she's like no I, I don't remember anybody who looked like that um and he's like okay well the police never found her body so we have to check it out see if we can find her body uh and I'm like, Sam, you're very confident. If they didn't find her body, how do you think you're going to find it? But okay. Um, and Diana's like, what? We have to find her body? And he's like, yeah, we have to like salt and burn her bones. And, you know, it's the only way to like put her spirit to rest. And Diana's like, uh, of course it is. <laughs> um, So we are now on Ashland Street. Um, Sam and Diana are... They are searching through this abandoned building again I don't really know how they like figured out to go there to be honest um this woman's name is Claire um she was like she was last seen entering there um she's like what are we looking for and he's like well I'll let you know like when we find it because I'm not really sure um they split up and Diana hears something behind her as she's walking around she turns around and there's Claire there's the there's the ghost um the ghost starts like coming towards her and it's reaching out to her and diana's like oh sam and he like comes by but by the time he gets there the ghost is gone um she was like she was over there she was by the window and they like move a shelf and they see this window and on the other side of the window is written ashland and underneath is only part of a word sup um and basically it's it's like stickers it's like old stickers on the window that then when they're reflected backwards uh like the when you look at the reflection on the wall across when there's light shining on it it clearly says like ashland like supermarket and clearly just the sup was left and those were the mystery le- like letters um it's it was a very yes and slight little puzzle and diana's like oh it's our mystery word And Sam, he takes out his little EMF meter and he's like, and she's like, what is that? And he's like, it's a thing because spirits, they leave residual electromagnetic fields. Like, I have to explain everything to you. And he finds a signal like inside a wall near them and he breaks the wall with a crowbar. And he's like, "Okay, there's definitely something inside. And he's like, you know, there's something about this that's bothering me. And she's like, well, we're digging up a corpse. So, yeah. And he's like. Oh, no, no, that's it. Um, We actually do that all the time. <laughs> he's like,
0: oh, no, that's honestly, that's kind of slay. I love doing that. That's fun. <laughs> um,
1: And she's like, huh? I just like, so what's bothering you? And he's like, I mean, vengeful spirits don't usually want to be like put to rest. They usually fight you. So why would she lead us to her remains? It doesn't really make sense. And um, they... They finally break open the wall, and there is a body in a bag. Uh, and they take it out. It's very graphic. Um, and Sam cuts this rope, and they unwrap it, and there's a there's this body inside. It literally looks like a skeleton that they put a blonde wig on.
0: <laughs> it's very funny. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of nasty because like it does look like, like you know like a corpse like it does have skin
1: yeah just like
0: dried it's very nasty yeah but like with a blonde wig it's very (laughs) she does have a full head of hair I'm like okay so true yeah
1: um and Diana's like oh her wrists are tied, and he's like yeah they would be bruised just like yours and then they see this necklace on her and Diana picks it up and she's like oh my god I've seen one just like this They're really rare and they're custom made at this place on Carson Street and she pulls it out and she's like I have one Pete gave it to me and Sam's like oh now this makes sense and she's like what do you mean and he's like yeah so Claire isn't a vengeful spirit she's a death omen and she's like what the fuck does that mean and she's like she's she's not killing anyone she's trying to warn them so sometimes the spirits they don't want vengeance they want justice and you know why is she here in the first place um which is why she's here in the first place. She wants us to know who her, who her killer is. And he's like, detective, like, how much do you know about your partner? And then Diana thinks for a second. She's like, oh, my God. About a year ago, there was some heroin that went missing from our lockup. And obviously it was a cop. Um, we never found out who did it. Um, but whoever did it would need someone to fence their product. And Sam's like, yeah, somebody like a heroin dealer, like Claire. Um, and they're like, ah, shit. We cut to being on the ro- on on the road in a, in a van. Pete is driving a van down the road at night with Dean in the back. Um, and Dean's like, hey, why would you yourself decide to transfer me? To St. Louis at 2 o'clock in the morning and Pete doesn't answer and Dean's like well this can't be good. Um, We cut to uh, Diana. She hangs up her phone. She's like "Um, Pete just left with Dean in a cop van Uh, and Sam's like what and she's like yeah that he said that the prisoner had to be transferred and he just took him. And the dispatch has been calling, and he won't answer. Um, on the radio, and Sam's like, on the radio, he took a county vehicle, and she's like, yeah. And Sam's like, kind of an idiot, but okay. And he's like, oh well, if it's county vehicle, like they have a low jack, you could just, you can just use it to track him.
0: Yeah, Sam's like, Sam's like, okay, flop anyway. sam's like please we got
1: this sam's Um,
0: Sam's pre-law
1: degree is slowly warming its way back into his (laughs) head yeah um so um pete like pulls off the road at this point i'm laughing because i'm like oh they are on 495 actually at this point they're on 95 because they're taking to be they're on 95 yeah like
0: so also what part of 95 uh, there are parts of 95 that look like that That where you're like this feels like a this feels like a road that is way more separated from everything else than it actually is. Like, yeah. You pull off and there is a Wawa. Like, yeah. I guarantee that this scene takes place within 15 minutes of a Wawa.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Pete pulls off of 95, basically. St- <laughs> stops the van. Uh, he gets out of the van. He, like, pulls Dean out and he's, like, throwing him to the ground. And Dean is, like, making jokes about, like, oh well you know I can just like pee in a cup or whatever like we don't have to stop whatever but like Dean is clearly joking through a very traumatic experience happening to him um as this cop kidnaps him um and Pete's like the people in St. Louis they're not ever gonna buy your your story you're not gonna make it to St. Louis you're gonna you're gonna die trying to escape. And he pulls out a gun, and Dean's like, "Whoa, <laughs> um, let's talk about this. Like, you, you don't want to do something you like regret." And he's like, "Well, okay, maybe, maybe you do." Um, and then we hear Di- uh, Diana, and she yells like, "Pete!" And they turn around. Diana and Sam are there. Diana is pointing a gun at Pete, and she's like, "Put the gun down." And he's like, "How did you find me?" And she's like, "I know about Claire." And he's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, put the gun down. Um, and he's like, mm, I won't be doing that. Uh, you're fast, but I am faster. Um, and she's like, why did you do it? And he's like, I didn't do anything. And she's like, it's, it's a little late for you to like be denying this. Um, and, and he's like, it, it wasn't my fault. Claire was going to turn me in. I had no choice. And she's like, what about Tony and Karen? And he's like, well, same thing. Tony was the one who scrubbed the money. And then he got skittish. And he wanted to come clean. And I'm sure he told Karen, his wife, everything. Uh, And it was a mess. And I had to clean it up. And I panicked. Um, And Dana's like, "Um, how many more people are going to die over this? Like, how many more people were involved? Um, And he's like, there's a way out. This Dean kid. And it was just so funny because he's like, 26 at this point <laughs> um this dean kid's a friggin gift i I just sometimes i love how they speak in this show and he's like uh we could pin the whole thing on him no trial just like one more dead scumbag and you're like whoa this has gotten quite dark um and dean's like hey <laughs> um hey <laughs> and uh, Pete like aims the gun at him again and he's like no one no one's gonna question it and he's like Diana I still love you and she like lowers her gun and he's like thank you and he turns towards Dean and then and he turns toward him and then suddenly she shoots him and Dean like rolls out of the way and she goes why don't you buy me another necklace you ass (laughs) I was like damn okay um and uh he jumps on her pete and sam like tries to come help her and he uh pete like aims the gun at him and uh and he's like don't don't do it like like don't come any closer and that and instead of aiming it at sam he aims it at dean um and they're like uh shit. and they like put their hands up and then uh diana looks behind pete and claire the ghost is standing there um and then pete turns around and he sees her and then diana shoots him from behind and she actually gets him this time um it's very crazy it's very crazy um also very dark very dark what's
0: taking place on 95 which has no street lights (laughs) so you know it makes sense that it'd be dark but
1: yeah um so she's kneeling beside his body and Dean and Sam and she walks over to them and she and and Sam's like are, are you okay? And she's like no not really and she's like what about the death omen like what about Claire? Like what what happens to her spirit and he's like it should be over like she should be at, she should be at rest and Dean's like so what now officer and she's like well Pete confessed to me he screwed up both your cases uh, but there's a good chance like we can get both of your cases dismissed. And Sam's like, oh well, you take care of that for us. And she's like, well, I hope so, but like the St. Louis murder charge, that's another story. And I really, I can't help you. And she's like, unless I just happen to turn my back, and you walk away, and I could tell them that the suspects escaped. Um. And Sam's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and De- no. And Dean's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's sure, Sam. Uh, and no. And he's like, well, no, it's just like you could lose your job over something like that. And she's like, look, I want you guys to be out there doing what you do best. I will sleep better at night. Basically, knowing that there's crazy shit out there that she can't do anything about. Um, (laughs) And uh, she's like, but you need to like watch your back because they're going to be looking for you actively now. Um, She's like, get out of here. I'm going to go radio this in. And Dean's like, okay, one slight little thing. Do you know where my car is? And she's like, it's at this impound lot on Robertson. Like, come on. And she's like, don't even think about asking me for help with this. And Dean's like, oh, it's okay. We'll we'll just improvise. We're pretty good at that. Um, And she's like, yeah, I've noticed. Um... And then we hear the best line <laughs> in the whole thing. Sam goes, "Nice lady," and and Dean goes, "Yeah, for a cop." And I was like, "Yeah." No, for literally,
0: Dean was like, "Dean was like, all right, Sam. No, I I heard that you were a dum dumb and just talked the entire time in your in your little little interview." So
1: he's like, "Our father," he's like, "Our father f- fought in Vietnam. He hates cops. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you're done. Yeah, and he's like. Fuck america for real no um i'm i'm projecting i i fear that dean's political practice practice is not that good it's not Um,
0: great but he did i fear he's leaning less in the like leftist a cab and more in the libertarian i don't want cops
1: to bother me way yeah um this is also where the exorcist reference is where he's like did she look a little familiar to you and seems like no why he's like i don't know anyway are you hungry and, then, and Sam is like, he's like, for some reason, I could really go for some pea soup. And then it ends there with them walking. And you're Which like, is so foul,
0: because it's like a reference to the fact that in The Exorcist, when she throws up, it looks like pea soup. And I'm like, <laughs> that is so foul to me. And like,
1: they were waiting to do that the whole time. You know, I'm also
0: like, is that the best they could come up with? That's the best <laughs> Exorcist reference, like
1: best reference to her character. It's, Ooh, so, tomato. it's so, it's so dumb um also apparently the jim rockford reference is a reference to the lead character in a 1970s detective show the rockford files so everything yeah they fucking say is a reference i didn't know that because i'm not cultured enough um yeah I, this one was like how many references can we put in we got the x-files we got the shining no. we got casper the friendly ghost we got, they the got Great a, escape like just a little too excited i think i was like guys that episode is very detail heavy, so it was really hard to like. Yeah. Okay, so I to just do this and this and this and this. Yeah. This um, one is not the same. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? I am ready, love. Yeah. Oh, the opening of this episode. So good. Yes.
0: So let us talk about season two, episode eight Crossroad Blues. This episode is iconic. It is just. It sets up so much lore in the supernatural universe, and there are so many things in this episode alone that I'm like, okay, it is crazy. They really popped off with this one. They popped off. Also, the cinematography of this episode, fucks. Yeah, it goes hard. Um, so let's get into it. The episode starts, and it's this low lit bar. It's 1938. So yeah, yeah, so it's like a it's like a roadside bar, and there's this man. Um, he's black. He has a cigarette in his mouth, um, and he's playing his guitar. And he's very, very talented. Um, and there's a young woman in the audience, and like it's mostly black patrons, just to keep in mind. Uh, and we hear this kind of like shuffling and this kind of growling sound. And he keeps getting distracted, and he stops playing. The growling stops. So he's like, okay. He keeps playing, but every couple of seconds he hears this like growling. And when he stops playing, all of the people look kind of confused. And this young woman in the audience, like, looks confused. So he's like, okay, whatever. So he stops playing one time because he hears it. And then he sees a dark shadow dash by the window. His cigarette falls out of his mouth. And he runs out the door. His guitar still in his hand. He's sprinting down this dark road. He drops his guitar. And he like gets into his home and he closes the door and bolts it shut and he's like pushing a chair under the doorknob but the chair does not like hold and the door breaks open and then the young woman and two other men from the bar rush in and they find him having some kind of seizure like he's like freaking out he's shaking and the young woman runs up and is like oh my god stay with me stay with me and as he is like dying he whispers to her black dogs and then he kind of flops back and dies and then we get the title card supernatural so it's a really interesting thing this is one of the few times where it opens with almost like a period
1: yeah yeah
0: so it's always exciting to see so then we hop back forward. It's the present day. Um, Sam and Dean are sitting at this like uh, diner and Sam's on his laptop and he's like, okay, well, Dean, I know we were trying to lay low, but um, you're actually on the Fed's database now. And Dean's like, oh my God, bitch, are you fucking kidding? That's hilarious. Like, I'm like, I'm famous, basically. I feel like I'm like in a movie. And Sam's like, okay, cool. It's not funny. We have to be careful. And dean's like oh so what do they have on you what do they post about you and sam's like well nothing yet which is a good thing and dean's like oh you are jealous you stupid idiot (laughs) but then they're like okay anyway so the current hunt we're on sam is like so this architect sean boyden plummeted to his death from the roof of his home from the roof of his home uh it was a condominium that he designed He called animal control like two days earlier, reporting, quote, vicious wild black dogs, but the authorities couldn't find any dogs and no one else ever saw them. But he didn't show up for work. And then two days later, he died. Sam's like, okay, well, there's like plenty of spectral animals and there's plenty of like black dog legends all over the world. Like sometimes they're animal spirits, sometimes they're death omens, but there's plenty there. So, like, okay, cool. We're going to go talk to his business partner and he has this like beautiful house and they're talking to this guy and he's like yeah honestly I don't really quite know what Sean Steele was because like 10 years ago he was a terrible designer like he was a bartender at this place called Lloyd's um and then one morning he wakes up and he's this genius designer and starts like producing these plans that no one has ever seen before so after they hear from this man and are like okay Something weird's going on. They go to Animal Control and he talks to this girl, and she's like, There have been 19 calls, all from this one woman, Sylvia Perlman, who kept reporting seeing these black dogs, which is crazy. And then Dean's like, Yeah, and after I got the information, this girl, Carly, who I talked to in Animal Control, also gave me her MySpace address. was that like some sort of porn site and sam is like are you dumb you don't know what myspace is
1: okay it's just so funny because like he he makes a pop culture reference he makes old ones but also he'll be like mtv cribs i'm like okay so you know current cultural references except for myspace yeah no myspace is where he draws the line he's like i'm not doing
0: that i mm. so sam and dean go to sylvia's house and they speak with her maid and she's like, yeah, Sylvia, like, left town two days ago. She said that she saw some dogs. So I don't really know what's going on with that. And Sam and Dean are, like, talking to her. Dean is kind of poking around, looking at the stuff in her house. And he grabs uh, this, like, picture on the wall. It's, like, her um, and some friends. And Dean's like, yeah, so she's a surgeon, right? Like, she's only like 41 or 42, and she's the head surgeon at this hospital. And the maid is like, yeah, she's the youngest head surgeon in the history of the hospital. And Dean's like, cool, when did she get the job? She's like, oh, 10 years ago. And then Dean turns the picture over, and he's like, oh, look, Lloyd's Bar, 1996. Then we cut to this woman who is Sylvia, who we saw from the picture. She's pacing around her motel. She's, like, freaking out, clearly on edge. The motel manager comes up and is, like, knocking at the door, and he's like, ma'am, you have to either pay for another night or leave. So she, like, fumbles with her purse, grabs this huge wad of cash out. Um, she turns around to open the door, and the guy is there. And he's like, okay, and then makes this horrendous, like, CGI face. It's very, like, actually quite scary. It was very scary. Yeah, like, but it's like, it's like this demonic, dead-looking face that's, like, screaming. And he's like, um, and she's like, ah! And throws the money at the ground and slams the door. And then it cuts to the manager on the other side, and he's like, okay. So it's clear that that was, like, not actually what he was doing. Like, that was her seeing it. But it was really, like, he was like, I can't do this. Okay. So Sam and Dean decide to go to Lloyd's Bar. And Dean is like, hey, Sam, there's, like, flowers. What are, like, across, like, across the street here. Like, they're planted in the middle of a bunch of weeds. Have you seen those before? And Sam's like, oh, yeah, they're yarrow flowers. And... Dean's like, "Yeah, aren't those used for like a lot of summoning rituals?" And also, isn't it weird that both of these people found success 10 years ago, like exactly 10 years ago? And also this bar is on a crossroads. And Sam's like, "Oh yeah, that is kind of that is kind of whack." So Dean starts digging a hole like in the center of the street, in the center of this crossroads, and finds a metal box. And they open it and there's a bottle of dirt, a bone, and some like other items and they kind I of are talking it about, a about it. It was a black cat bone. I was like, hey I also was like, How did you know that? It is just a cat bone. Mm. But they are I think they know because they're like, okay. Like he pulls the the dirt out and Sam's like, I'm willing to bet that's graveyard dirt. Also in this box, they find a picture of a man.
1: Also, here's a question. Can it be any kind of crossroads? Because would the I ninety five mixing bowl count as,
0: as a crossroads, where you could
1: open a crossroads No, because imagine it.
0: making a deal there. Imagine making a deal there. You're done. No, because that would be embarrassing. I would hope that I would get got earlier. Earlier, because I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just imagining. Just have playing in the space. Um, but they're looking and
1: they're like, this is some really serious like hoodoo. Um. And I, I want to point out they've mentioned hoodoo on this show a lot and they're not, I'm like you are not actually talking it's about not, hoodoo at any no, point no literally um this might be the first episode where it is actually used in its like like an actual thing yeah uh, late used... but not at this point in the no, episode
0: <laughs> later on but but yeah they're like okay so there's these items used for summoning like this makes sense like this is stuff that someone would use for summoning and dean's like okay this is like a crossroads people make pacts at crossroads all the time like that is a big thing this is not just like a demon they're summoning they're making deals with it people are making deals at this crossroads and sam's like oh my god you're right they aren't seeing black dogs they're seeing hellhounds which are like quote demonic pit bulls and I'm like, leave the Pitbull's name out of your
1: mouth. Literally. I was like, leave them alone.
0: Yeah. But he's like, okay, so there are these demonic creatures that come and like drag you to hell when it's your time. Then we cut back. That's
1: an important mouse tool that we'll need for later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then we cut back to Sylvia in this hotel or in this motel room. The door is rattling. She's crouched like behind the bed, covering her ears. She's sobbing. Then the knocking stops and she kind of gets back up and looks around and then she gets trampled to the ground and the glass shatters in the windows and we see her getting like scratches in her legs as her pants are getting like ripped and her clothes are getting pulled apart it's clearly claw marks but we don't see the actual monster and then we see like this streak of blood on the carpet so
1: it's clear that they got her it's actually very well done it you is have these invisible monsters
0: No, it's really interesting, because I think that that's, like, a really difficult thing to do. It's like, well-done horror. Yeah. Well done, Supernatural! Yeah, like I said, I think that the actual direction of this episode is really good, too. So. Then, we cut. It is back to 1930, which was when the cold open took place. Robert Johnson, real life person. Robert Johnson's song, Crossroad Blues, is playing in the background. And we realize that it's the same guy from the beginning. So the guy from the beginning is actual real life blues player, Robert Johnson, who, for those of you who don't know, he was um, very, he was very, like, he had a small but strong following, but he died in, like, unpublished circumstances. So his death was not reported on. Which is funny, because he actually died in 1938, so I'm like, I don't know why he only got eight years, that feels a little hateful. But he was a really good, really influential blues guitar player. Uh, He, like, really pioneered, like, the Delta Blues style. Uh, But again, he was not super appreciated in his time. Uh, And we're actually hearing an actual recording of Robert Johnson's Crossroad Blues, which is funny, it's one of the only recordings of him to exist. And it's the only recording of him doing this song to exist. So that's just a fun fact.
1: This Um, is also another example of clearly this show had to be made by a company that was owned by Warner Brothers because of the amount of actual music that they have in here that they would have had to pay an exorbitant amount for.
0: Yeah. But we see Robert, guitar player from the beginning, put his picture in the box and then bury it in the center of the crossroads. And he turns around and there's this woman um, and she's a young black woman. So just keep that in mind. And he turns around and he's like, holy, like he's going to say like, holy shit or something. And, and she's she goes, wearing like a white dress. Yeah. But he's like, holy. And she's like, there's nothing holy about me, baby. And he's like, oh, my God. And she's like, so what do you want?
1: Like, and her eyes here? turn red.
0: Her eyes do turn red
1: which is odd because demons their eyes usually turn black interesting hmm
0: but she's like what do you want like what can i do for you and he's like i want to play guitar i want to be the best bluesman that ever lived and she's like okay and he's like how do we seal the deal and she's like like this and gives him a kiss and then he opens his eyes and
1: she's gone so this is where this is where i have to ask the question we will be talking about this a little bit later but as we know john winchester made a deal for his son's life did he have to kiss (laughs) the yellow eyed demon because they don't show it but according to this episode which we will see later on in order to seal the deal you usually have to kiss the demon. Now, this lore is played with a little later where they don't have. Once Crowley gets a, gets in charge no. of hell and puts some rules in place, some HR rules in yeah. place, that's not really a thing anymore. Yeah.
0: Crowley said that's a little unethical, guys.
1: <laughs> Crowley said that's fucked up. No, I'm doing all that. Um, But by the logic of this episode where they show every single time you have to seal the deal with a crossroads demon, you have to kiss them, John Winchester. <laughs>
0: John Winchester, you're not beating the allegations. John Um, Winchester has kissed the yellow-eyed demon, (laughs) not clickbait.
1: It was actually my partner, Claire, who brought that one up, and I was like,
0: how did I never think of this? (laughs) That's so dark. Oh, my God. That's why
1: they never show it, because they were homophobic. (laughs) So true.
0: (laughs) So then we come back to the present. Sam and Dean are, like, kind of talking um, trying to figure out what to do, and Dean's, like, this is just, like, the Robert Johnson legend, like, where you sell your soul at a crossroads, and Sam is, like, what is that, and Dean's, like, explains about Robert Johnson, like, who he is, and he's, like, yeah, he died choking on his own blood, which is funny, because his death, like, the reason that he died was never really publicized, but a big thing about real Robert Johnson and Robert Johnson supernatural version, um, Is that a lot of his music um, did have a lot to do with um, the supernatural and a lot having to do with like demons and like um, deals and that kind of stuff so it is like a interesting thing to draw on like there is a real-life kind of legend about what happened to him Um, but Dean says like oh yeah he died choking on his own blood and was like talking about big black dogs and Sam's like, okay, cool. So we need to find out if any more people made a deal with this demon. And Dean's like, okay, well, if they made a deal with a demon, like, they did that. That's on them. Like, they made the deal. What are we, what can we do? Like, that's, that's their bad. And Sam's like, okay, well, we can't just, like, leave these people to die. And Dean's like, okay, fine. fine. It was kind of an asshole move. Yeah, it was kind of an asshole move. But I'm also like, I get it. Like, I don't agree. I think, yeah, like, probably good idea to help. But I also think, like, I'm, like, I see where Dean is coming from and being, like, okay, they made their bed and now they have to lie in it. Again, I don't agree, but I see how his logic is, like, there are people who are suffering for no reason that we could be focusing our energy on. So let's, mamas, let's talk. Again, don't agree, but I see his logic. So they agree, like, they're going to figure out what's going on. They look at this picture again and they're like okay well maybe we can go to this bar lloyd's like maybe we can go there and someone will know who this guy is if he's still alive then it cuts to them showing up at this guy's door and dean insulting his house well they insult his house yeah as they're walking up they're like well this is certainly no mtv cribs i wonder what this guy what this guy made a deal for. Hope it was worth it. Because it's like, you know, an apartment building that's a little, you know, dingy. So they show up at this guy's door, and they notice that, like, there's a line of, like, pepper on, like, outside of the door, like, right at the bottom of the door frame. And then the door, like, suddenly opens, and Sam is, like, Ah. Or and Dean is like, you know, when you usually are trying to keep something out, maybe try using salt next time instead of pepper.
1: And he says, like, yo, you reached for the wrong condiment. For the or wrong something. condiment. Yeah.
0: And then they're like, so you made a deal with D de- with like a deal ten years ago, right? And this man, George Darrow, is like, you guys, no, like he tries to close the door on them, and they're like, no, 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 please. We want to help you. And he's like, okay, you guys have five minutes. And he lets them in. And he's like, also, the stuff outside my door is goofer dust, which is protection against demons. And they're like, oh, well, salt is, what, what is that? And he's like, you guys allegedly are hunting the supernatural and you don't know what goofer dust is? You dummies. I learned it from my grandmother.
1: I love him dragging them to filth. And no. this, is, this is where he's like... Yeah, so this is hoodoo, and like I learned it from my grandmother. Shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I fear this might be one of the first examples we see of a like black person getting to talk about hoodoo. Like every other time it's been mentioned has been by a very in a very appropriative white person. Yeah, in a very bad way. In a very bad way. Um. But yeah he's like you guys are kind of idiots like here you know what here if you guys need so much help here you can take some and he gives them a little bag of it um and they're like okay well like we can help you and he's like i don't want to be helped and we see around his house he has like a bunch of very beautiful like interesting paintings and he's like i made my deal that i wanted to be an amazing painter but i realized that doesn't come with the fame that doesn't come with the money like i should have wished to be famous instead of just like, I should have made a deal to be famous instead of just asking to be to be skilled. But he, they're like, okay, well, we can stop it. You've got time. He's like, no, I don't. Like, sometimes people make their beds and they have to sit down and lie in it. I left my goofer dust. I just want to finish my last painting. And I'm going to die. And that's okay. Because that's a deal I made. Maybe you guys should waste your time trying to help someone who actually wants help. Like, You know, people would come into that bar and I would see them make deals with this person and they don't realize what the cost of it is. And, like, I barely did, but now I do, but it's too late for me. But he tells them the name of this other guy, Evan Hudson, who also made a deal at Lloyd's 10 years ago. So Sam and Dean are like, okay, like, clearly this guy does not want help. And this is a really actually quite a good scene of this man being like, can you guys fuck off like I don't want your help so they leave uh, then it cuts to Evan who also made a deal he's like working at his desk like in his like home office and he hears barking outside and he goes and like looks out the window and then his wife walks in uh, and she's like hey you spying on the neighbors and he's like oh no I thought I heard something and she's like okay well I'm gonna be gone for the weekend I'll miss you and she gives him a hug and he hugs her back and gives her a little kiss and she's like are you okay like you've been acting really weird he's like no 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 no. don't worry about it you know i love you she's like okay i'll I'll call you when i get there and she turns around and then she's like oh wait and honey and he looks back and her face like morphs into that same disgusting face that the motel managers did earlier
1: now that I have a partner a long-term partner of my own watching things like this and I go if that happened to me no or like if someone like like a demon possessed my partner or whatever I'm like yeah, that would fuck I no. Would be, no that would fuck with me
0: no, I agree completely I'm like that would be that is so scary to me. I think it's funny too like as an adult like there's a lot of things that are like scary like things that are like spooky. I'm like I don't really get scared by that. I'm also not too terribly superstitious. Well, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a non-believer, but whatever. But it's, like, that kind of stuff, thinking about it, conceptual. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, uh No. Um, But he sees her face, like, all morphed and crazy. And he's like, ah! And she's like, okay, love you, bye. And turns back into her. And then she leaves. Then we see Sam and Dean, and they are in front of the house. And they knock on the door. And Evan opens it, and he's like, Hi. And they're like, hey, you made a deal 10 years ago. And he, like, assumes they're there to collect on it. And he slams the door and runs into the study. And Sam's like, well, what do we do? And Dean's like, watch this. And kicks the door in. <laughs> um, They, like, find him. They're walking around. And they see the door to the study closed. And Dean goes to kick it down. And Sam's like, dude, wait. Evan, like, we aren't demons. We're actually here to help you. And he's like, oh my god, okay, Hmm. fine, I can, I guess I can get your help, like, I I can't really trust you, and they're like, well, you don't have a lot of options. So, like, okay, let's figure out, what did you ask for? And he is like, my wife? And they're like, what? And he's like, well, my wife was dying of cancer, and I needed to save her, so, yeah, so, like, I, like, I got, I did this for her. And Dean's like, okay, like, that's cool and all but like you made that choice so like you chose this so like we're gonna help you but like you remember you chose that and also you made that decision for your wife because you couldn't live without her it was selfish you did it because you couldn't live without her and now she's gonna have to live without you
1: this is very yeah i was like whoa the foreshadowing Th- this foreshadowing was probably not on purpose i was like again yeah Dean, you might be will not maybe want to stop saying those words. Yeah, want to shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> yeah, bad news. But Dean is clearly having this thing where he's like, if you made a deal with a demon, you—that's on you. They're like, okay, we're gonna help you. And Dean and Sam step into the hall, and Dean's like, okay, you take the goofer dust and keep the hellhounds away from Evan. I'm gonna go to the crossroads to some of the demon. And Sam's like, you're going to try to summon the demon. He's like, yeah, I am. And I'm going to figure something out. And Sam is like, I don't think that that's a good idea because you've been acting really out of pocket. Like, what's up with that? And Dean's like, I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. And Sam's like, no, because I think that you think dad made a demonic deal to save your life. Like, you should stay here. And Dean is like, okay, maybe I do think that. I'm not stupid of course I have had that thought but that being said you're staying here and I'm going and Sam like does not really fight him on it so he's like okay cool so we then cut to the crossroad Dean puts a picture of himself in this little metal box with the other items and he buries it and he turns around and there's this white woman (laughs) so I'm like okay interesting this woman and she's like my gosh dean winchester and her eyes turn red
1: so we know she's a demon and she's wearing the white dress and she's like are they implying here that because we have the yellow eyed demon and then we see other demons with black eyes and that crossroads demons specifically have red eyes i think so i guess i assume eh yeah Crowley. I, I need your rules i need your yeah I need your guidance you could, if
0: you could drop maybe like a like a user guide some sort of onboarding document i'd really appreciate it um but she's like oh my god dean winchester i know all about you and the deal that your dad made to save you oh my god that's so crazy and dean's like okay well i want to make a deal with you so why don't we talk in my car it'll be more comfortable and she's like, oh my gosh, okay. So they start walking towards the impala. Then I'm it like, cu- girl, it,
1: this demon, you're dumb. You're no, very I'm like, dumb. girl,
0: what? Then it cuts to Evan's house, and Sam is like covering the room, like every corner, with goofer dust. He's making a circle around Evan, and he's like, you stay here. Then it cuts back. Dean and the demon are walking to the impala, and Dean's like, I want you to release evan from his contract and she's like well that's non negotiable like that's a, a binding contract i can't just terminate it and he's like you can't or you don't want to and as she's going to step into the car she looks down and notices that there's like writing on the ground and she realizes that dean has put a devil's trap if you'll remember from a couple of episodes ago something that can trap a demon inside of it he's put one under the car and she turned around and she's like girl what are you doing like are you dumb did you really think I was gonna fall for that Dean um like that's ridiculous because you know what I was willing to help you I was willing to like to like do things and now you have just made me angry and Dean is kind of stepping back and he's standing under this like this structure it almost looks like an old water tower like a little one like maybe like ten feet tall And Dean's kind of standing by it. And he's like, ugh, didn't work. Okay, well, that's on me. And she's like, okay, listen. Why don't, you know, if you want, if you want, I could bring your dad back. Just as he was, as he's supposed to live this nice long life. And he could be with you guys and your family and... I could give you, you know, ten more years to be alive with him and be you, him, and Sam and live as his family again. And Dean's like, oh, wow, I don't know. I have to think about it. And he's kind of, like, stepping back. And she's following him. He's like, oh, man. I mean, that could be... And she looks up and painted on the roof of this structure is another devil's trap. So now she is trapped for real. Dean in his Thrawn era. No, Dean literally, he... Dean is like, I'm playing 4D chess.
1: The way he has to have, like, spray paint in his in the back of the car for this to yeah. work. like
0: I love that for him. I mean, I feel like that makes sense for them to have. So, she's in there, and Dean's like, okay, well, I'm going to perform an exorcism on you. And he starts, like, reading the exorcism that they have in Latin. Um, And then it cuts over to Evan's house, and we see that the hellhound is, like, we don't see it again it's invisible but we see scratching and we hear them growling like trying to get in the circle and then it like cuts back as dean is reading the incantation and then we see the hellhounds like trying to like like blowing away the dust and then as dean is like finishing the incantation the demon's like okay 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 i will end evan's contract if you let me out of this double's trap and dean's like okay slay yeah we can do that and then she leans up and gives him a big old kiss, because that's how you seal the deal. Again, mm-hmm.
1: how did John Winchester seal the deal?
0: Big questions. Questions are being asked. <laughs> um, And she kind of steps back, and we see, like, the hellhounds disappear from where Evan and Sam are. And then... So, this is this is a question
1: that I have with later episodes, because she doesn't exactly control the contracts she's basically just like a notary yeah <laughs> or like or a representative in some way like and like the he's like oh to call off your hounds or whatever but like it doesn't actually end the contract or the deal that's been made that's um, my question
0: I mean I guess I, I think because yeah, cause that's the thing is I feel like – I guess because Dean is technically making a new contract. Like he's making like an addendum to the original contract. Okay. So he's not saying like undo the contract. He's saying like
1: – Amend it? We're
0: making an – exactly. Because he's not saying like, okay, undo it
1: and kill his wife. Well, maybe he needed to have Sam do it who was pre-law because he yeah. needed to have a little bit more stuff in there. Like, oh, you're yeah. never going to go after him again. Yeah, he needed mean-
0: – like the fine print, and I mean honestly, to yeah. be fair though, Sam was obviously not really super practiced, <laughs> as as evidenced by the last episode. I like the idea that Sam was practicing like contract law, <laughs> like he was he was pra- he was practicing like trademark law. He was not practicing like criminal <laughs> law, and that's why he was so bad in the last episode.
1: But also, the other question I have about like contracts is that she like she has been doing these deals with these people but like and i guess we see it with the other demon in the beginning as well like they're not telling you the terms of the contract so clear so the contract was made in in bad faith it's not like they're giving you a piece of paper and you're not reading the terms and conditions like she's not giving him the terms of the contract i mean for dean she says i'll give you 10 years but for the other people supposedly they're not saying i give you 10 years or whatever so i'm like What's happening here? Hmm. Yeah. What's happening here? Is that why Crowley then has to come in and be like, "We need some rules, standards, and guidelines, yeah. or else someone could sue us or yeah. say that this was done in bad faith because you didn't give us the full terms and conditions." No, exactly. Crowley <laughs> has said we are no. I he is litigious. <laughs> <laughs> so so um,
0: so we see the the um, like, the wind that's in Evan's study kind of stops, so the hellhounds have dissipated, and. She's standing in this devil's trap and she's like, okay, let me out. And Dean kind of looks at her for a second and doesn't let her out quite yet. And she's like, okay, you cannot be double crossing me right now. How messed up would it be if I was the honest one right now? I'm a demon and I'm the honest one, Dean. That's so jacked up.
1: I love that line though, because they come back to that later. Yeah. Like, especially when, can I keep mentioning Crowley, but, like, they come back to that with Crowley where he's like, well, at least I'm honest. Like, I might yeah. be evil and I might be, you know, the king of hell and I might be, you know, in charge of all these deals. But at least I'm honest. At least I follow the rules. Yeah. Um, It's very interesting.
0: Remember how people shipped Bobby and Crowley? <laughs> Why would you remind me of that? I thought it was kind of hilarious. Anyway. Oh, that's uh- so... <laughs> Listen, you're I feel you're being a negative Nancy, at least they're not related. Um, so <laughs> so she's kind of like like, dude, come on." And then Dean's like, okay, And he scratches um, part of the trap and she leaves and she's like, "You know what? you should have taken me up on my deal to bring your dad back because he's somewhere really, really painful right now, and you're never gonna know bye and then the demon like leaves the girl's body so now this girl is just like where am i how did i get here and dean's standing there like oh cool okay awesome
1: so you you know if you look into that scene a little bit you're like this girl probably thought he kidnapped her and brought her somewhere to kill her
0: that's exactly (laughs) what i thought like dean also he did not respond fast enough he was like just kind of stood there i'm like he needs to be like oh my god i just found you here are you okay dean you are going to jail
1: also they do not explain why the demon stuck around after being summoned um all those years ago fun like they don't explain again that's why they had to bring in crowley for some rules and regulations yeah because i feel like it plays kind of fast and loose i think it's like when to be
0: fair we are dissecting it now and like talking about it so we're being a little bit more harsh than like when you're actually watching the episode you're not having these questions like yeah until you Although, think about it too
1: much later i was confused of like okay so then why, why did the demon stick around because then every oh. single time anybody has made a deal with a crossbow and then the, the the demon just sticks around yeah maybe it makes so, sense.
0: i mean maybe i'm just not smart enough i'm not a i'm not well, an intelligent television viewer
1: i mean it could also be like they get into the lore later of like you know, the demons are stuck in hell. So if you, like, summon them, they, like, they want to stay out in the world doing evil little things because they don't want to go back to hell because it sucks there. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's why she's just staying doing her job because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to go back. So anyways, I just kept yeah. thinking about it. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Um. So then it cuts back. Um. Sam and Dean are back together. And Dean's, like... I don't know how I'm going to, like, live with myself now that I know that dad did a deal so I could be alive. Like, that's not how it was supposed to be.
1: Now nah, that I'm like, dad kissed a man. <laughs> I can't take this. This um, is how he realizes he's gay. He's
0: like, please, I can't. I can't. This is, it's all hitting me too hard. But he's like, dad, like, should have died fighting. Like, that was his legacy. He should not have died, like, bargaining with something he fought his whole life. And Sam's like, Dean. Dean. Imagine. think about all the people that dad saved and like think about the number of people that we have saved because of what dad taught us like that's his legacy and it's important for us to finish what he started and that's his legacy and i was like that's an interesting interesting take on that considering the drama that has happened with their father but but i mean i guess i think it's a complicated thing so so i think that it's an interesting It's not a bad message to take away from it, but I am just like, hmm. I just want, I'm like, you guys need to work out your feelings vis-a-vis John Winchester because they're swinging
1: rapidly back and forth. Yeah, I was like, Sam, I get it, but also you need to not be that nice to John. Yeah, you need to be a little bit harsher. To be fair, Sam
0: has, the pendulum has swung one way for Sam. It'll swing back.
1: (laughs) That's true.
0: I'm always, like, fascinated by when they draw from, like, actual, like,
1: quote-unquote, like, legend What's interesting is the next episode also deals with like a real life urban American urban legend, the Town yeah. thing, although to it, be fair it wasn't like an urban le- they just they didn't disappear they just
0: (laughs) like we know that's here's the problem a lot of people like we don't know what happened to them like yeah we do we pretty much like we pretty much do know what happened to them (laughs) so i'm very especially we'll get to that that's a teaser for next week which is funny because at the end of this episode there is like a teaser yeah there's never been before it's really weird
1: i think it's because it's i mean it's only episode seven it's only a mid-season finale that was
0: my first thought i was like is it like a mid-season finale i was like no it's episode eight like it's not no,
1: it was. I weird. think now that they're on they were on season two and they were like okay they're gonna keep us on the air now and we have stuff planned out and we've clearly filmed stuff planned out now mm-hmm. we can start teasing like like as a show that's gonna be stick around mm-hmm. um and like and also we've set up all these plot things so that people will be excited to see certain things so it was very interesting um i was like oh a little teaser
0: no it's quite interesting isn't it interesting
1: um i know so
0: and we just gave you guys a teaser now too next episode's <laughs> crazy i i feel like we're walking in their footsteps
1: yeah we're basically
0: just like supernatural you and i oh that's podcast dark. Is, this is this is screw the winchester's <laughs> television show original <laughs> series this is about us I do fear if we are comparing us. I fear I am kind of the Sam. So, I mean, just because I'm I'm the li- I'm a little guy, but I'm also taller. Um, and I have I have demonic powers. Oh no, no,
1: not me being dean coded. That's the thing. I don't even think you're dean coded. It's just that it doesn't make sense any other way. Thank you guys for joining us and listening. For more Cursed Supernatural content, you can follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also ask us Cursed Supernatural questions in our TikTok Q&A or by emailing us at themysteryspotcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed listening to us suffer, please rate the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Overcast, um, whichever podcatcher you use that allows for ratings and reviews, do that and also go on pod as well um it really helps it, it really is very helpful and um, thank you very much um if you want to hear more from us we're also two of the co-hosts of root house pod race a queer star wars podcast which will be starting our and or coverage so now is the time um so yeah see you two tuesdays from now for more slaying people queer baiting things the supernatural business